something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's real talk. And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday evening, it is February the 13th, 2023, uh, six o'clock straight up. This is Real Talk Memphis. Good to be with you. I'm your host, Chip Washington. And uh, it has been a lovely, lovely day. Uh, temperatures in the mid to upper 60s today. Uh, lots of sunshine, almost like a, a fall day. Um uh, very happy to have you with us. I hope your week has been uh, okay uh, leading up to uh, the Monday, the start of a brand new week. Of course, um, we are here to provide you some information as well as uh, maybe a little entertainment as well. We have some good guests uh, on tap for tonight. And uh, we're going to proceed uh, as uh, follows. Uh, we're looking, I'm sorry, we're, right now we have... Uh, we have a little bit of a technical issue uh, here. We have a little bit of a technical issue here. Uh, we're trying to get Zoom and we're trying to get Facebook. Yes, Shelby. And uh, we're trying to get that all connected up. But in the meantime, we are going to continue uh, moving forward. Now, you may be asking yourself how you can get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. I don't blame you because I would want to know myself. Uh, you can do it a various, various number of ways of... We, of course, are right on uh, live right now on 91.7 on your FM dial. That would be WYXR uh, on the radio side of things. We are also on the WYXR app. You can find us on the TuneIn app. Uh, we are uh, also a, uh, we're doing Facebook Live, or at least we're attempting to do Facebook Live tonight. Hopefully we can get that up uh, before too long. Uh, and uh, when the show posts tomorrow, uh, you can uh, find us on YouTube, and you can get us uh, wherever you get your podcast, as we, as we are a podcast uh, platform here. Uh, I just got a note from one of my guests. Uh, he's waiting for the Zoom to open. Uh, so we are, and, and, and speaking of the guests, let me give you the guest list. Uh, Steve Moroy, Shelby County District Attorney. Uh, should be joining us in, in a couple of minutes uh, once we uh, get our technical issues straightened out. Uh, also, uh, Van Turner, uh, who is an attorney and the president of the local chapter of the NAACP branch here uh, in Memphis. Uh, we're going to uh, talk to him about the uh, Tyree Nichols case and, and some of the other issues uh, that the NAACP wants uh, to take a closer look at, uh, including uh, the uh, inner workings of the Memphis Police Department. And uh, Sandra Mata 
Matabonwu. I'm sorry. Her, she's got a very uh, long last name, but her last name is Matabonwu. Uh, her first name is Sandra, and she is the director of social determinants, health, and wellness uh, for Methodist Hospital. And she's going to talk to us about an, an initiative that she has fronted uh, called My Sister's Keeper. Uh, it is an initiative, and um, uh, she's going to talk to us uh, about that just a little bit later on. Uh, as we continue to try to uh, figure out our technical issues uh, this evening, uh, Bryn, let's uh, do as we normally do at this time of the broadcast. We uh, go into our birthdays, and if you are celebrating a birthday or had one over the weekend or have one uh, coming up this week, uh, this is the part of the show where we celebrate you and your current trip around the sun. But we can't do that unless I say, hit it, Bryn. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday is going out to the following people. Hiro Aguillo is celebrating. Hiro Aguillo is celebrating his birthday today, as is Lynn Norman. Happy birthday going out to Bertha Payne, to John Payne. Larry Bass is celebrating a birthday today, as is Tavis Way Jones. Long time no hear from Tavis. Uh, Michelle Fant celebrating her birthday. Justin Hansen, he's, has, he's celebrating his birthday today, as is Janice Fully Love. You all know Janice. Uh, if you know her, uh, hit her up. Wish her a very happy birthday on this February 13th. Lenard James, I know him as well. He's celebrating a birthday today. And I would be remiss if I did not wish my son, David, a happy belated birthday. He had his birthday yesterday, celebrated. He's out of town this weekend. Uh, going up there, we can have it in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, but uh, anyway, happy birthday, David. And happy birthday to the rest of you out there. Uh, we hope to be here next year as we celebrate your next trip around the sun. But in, in the meantime, I hope you enjoy and your day was filled with fun and laughter. Brian, thank you. So we're going to take a look at news and notes here uh, today. And there's a few things to talk about, of course. A uh, very tragic situation uh, in Haywood County uh, over the weekend where a 16-year-old girl who was uh, leaving a basketball game up there with a carload of her friends uh, apparently was shot at. Uh, suspects uh, shot into the car. Uh, the 16-year-old female was uh, struck and she was killed. Uh, so it is a very dark time for the folks uh, in um uh, in, in, in that area, Hayward County, uh, two individuals, a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old, uh, were both arrested and charged with first-degree murder uh, in this case. So uh, uh, here we go again uh, with more juvenile crime uh, on uh, the rise. And again, uh, very, very sad uh, and tragic uh, into a, a child's life before it even uh, begins. Uh, let's see here. We are still um, looking at the uh, Tyree Nichols case. There are still many questions out here, way more questions than there are answers uh, in terms to in terms of uh, where we are with this investigation. We heard last week that there were seven additional officers uh, who were uh, being 
uh, dealt with uh, internally and administratively within the Memphis Police Department. We don't have a list of those uh, individuals. We are still working to find out who they are, what the charges are, and what is going to happen uh, in terms of them. Uh, the uh, last officer that was involved, the sixth officer, five of them have been terminated, of course, as we all know. The sixth officer uh, is uh, uh, Preston Hemphill, and he uh, is, um, of course, no longer a police department, a, a police officer, uh, but, uh, you know, he, uh, 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 we don't know about any charges uh, for him in terms of what he has done. We have seen the... Um, files on all the police uh, officers and uh, some of these guys have had uh, some pretty uh, rough histories uh, in terms of uh, you know their time with the police department their former time with the police department you know again they're supposed to make uh, their first court appearance all of them uh, by the end of this week uh, we are still trying to find out uh, from the Shelby County Sheriff's Office uh, the two officers that uh, reported uh, to that uh, Nichols scene and um uh, we, we've not gotten any further information if, if from them in terms of who they were, why they were at the scene, uh, if anybody knew they were at the scene. So we're still waiting for that information. There's, a, there's So there's still a lot of, uh, you know, emptiness outside there uh, in terms of uh, how we, uh, you know, tend to move forward, uh, you know, in the progress of this case. Uh, Mayor Strickland has asked for some outside uh, assistance uh, from the federal government. Uh, in terms of uh, a, a deeper look inside the, the culture of the Memphis Police Department. Uh, he's also asked the International Association of Chiefs of Police uh, to take a look at this uh, situation uh, as well. Uh, let's see here. Wanna, there's a couple of other things that I wanted to mention before we uh, get into the show. And again, my apologies to my guest. Uh, right now we are having problems with our Facebook Live uh, and our Zoom which affects our ability to be able to do what we do here. Uh, we are starting to work on it, so please, uh, hopefully, stay patient uh, with us as we continue to move forward from here. Uh, the norovirus is uh, something that many of you may not have heard of. Uh, it is actually uh, an issue that affects your digestive system and your stomach. Uh, some of these uh, cases are starting to spread nationwide. It's like a stomach flu. and Unfortunately, there is no cure for it, uh, and it lasts a couple of three days, and it's a rather an uncomfortable situation, uh, but it is starting to spread across the country. So if you decide, if you get sick, uh, you know, internally, uh, think about it uh, from the perspective that that might be uh, what the situation is. Uh, and um, unfortunately, you're going to have to, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, battle through it uh, on, your, on your own. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, hmm. Uh, we're going to take a, a, a quick break here while uh, my folks are trying to effort and fix uh, the problem of our Zoom uh, situation tonight. Uh, this is uh, going to be a little challenging. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping someone, uh, one of our bosses is going to come down here and try to help us out with this situation tonight. But, Bryn, let's go to commercial break. We'll take our first commercial break of the evening. And when we come back, we are going to try to see if we can't effort uh, our video and get things uh, started uh, on this evening. This is Real Talk Memphis for a Monday. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We will take a quick break and we will be right back.
If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center season, presenting the McCrary Sisters on February 24th. The McCrary Sisters are gospel singers influenced by classic soul, Americana, blues, and R&B. They have performed with artists like the Black Keys, Donnie McClurkin, Carrie Underwood, and more. More information at orpheum-bimpus.com. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Theater, presenting Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater on March 3rd through the 5th. The dancers of Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater bring contemporary works by modern choreographers and classic favorites from the repertory, including Revelations. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Can't find your radio? Maybe you're out of town and missing that Memphis feeling? WYXR can go with you wherever you travel with our mobile app for Android and Apple. Listen live or explore our archive and keep up to date with notifications. Download in your mobile app store by searching WYXR radio app or visit WYXR.org for more information. Are you interested in sponsoring the show and want to support WYXR at the same time? To find out how, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. WYXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music, that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community. Produced, performed, and written by Memphians or in Memphis. Some are hits and some are rarely heard, but they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WYXR's second annual stereo sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WYXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Real 
the Real Time Radio, ladies and gentlemen, on this Monday evening, Chip Washington with you. Uh, this is Real Talk Memphis, and I think we have uh, our technical gremlins uh, fixed, and I'm very happy to welcome to the show. And my apologies, Mr. DA. Uh, these things happen sometimes. Gremlins get in the system, but I'm very happy to have uh, Shelby County District Attorney Steve Morroy joining us. Uh, and uh, are you there, sir? I am. I am. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, actually, thank you for being here. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, you've been a very busy fella in <laughs> yeah, the last uh, few weeks or so uh, in terms of the uh, Tyree Nickel case. And, uh, you know, as we move forward, and the reason why I wanted to get you on is to sort of kind of get your assessment of where things are. Of course, are the uh, five law enforcement officers, now six, are no longer with the Memphis Police Department you are being universally praised uh, for the expeditious manner uh, in which all of this uh, started to happen in terms of uh, the uh, of the charges that were issued. Uh, I, I heard um, uh, the uh, Benjamin Crump, the attorney for the family, uh, say that you set a new standard with this, and and now they're uh, twenty days is 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 what they're looking for for cases like this that may crop up uh, in the future. Uh, were you pleased with uh, the way all of this sort of set up? Of course, uh, Chief uh, Davis uh, quickly investigated uh, these officers and quickly terminated them, which I would imagine allowed you to be able to do what you needed to do. So. Chip, I think uh, certainly this is a tragic situation and my heart goes out to the Nichols family, but uh, to answer one of your questions, I am pleased with how we were able to handle the situation. We were able to move quickly but thoroughly to charge the five officers who were principally responsible for the death of Tyree Nichols. I think it was important that the video be released quickly for purposes of transparency and you know making sure that we didn't have the public lose confidence in the fairness of the system. But at the same time, I also thought it was important that the charges be announced prior to the release of the video, if at all possible, uh, so that we could sort of tamp down any, uh, you know, potentially violent public response after seeing some, you know, uh, certainly shocking images on the video. So, you know, I'm proud of my staff for uh, moving it quickly. I'm proud of my city for responding uh, peacefully. And I think, um, our office is gratified by hearing praise like the praise that you just mentioned. And uh, I think Ben Crump was interviewed on CNN saying that the way we handled it should be, quote unquote, a blueprint for the rest of the nation. And that's uh, certainly gratifying to hear. Yeah. You know, in, in, in terms of uh, the response to the city, you were very honest and forthright uh, with everybody you spoke with nationally about all of this in terms of right before the video came out saying that this is going to be rough. It's it, it is a it's a very, very hard to watch uh, situation. Uh, and, it, and it was I've seen it as, as, as has many, many, many people. But I think what I'm really impressed with in terms of how you did what you did, how the chief did what she did, is the response from our community, which you mentioned a minute ago. Uh, the family, of course, wanted to know um, no violence. Uh, it's it's okay to protest, and you you have every right to do that. But no violent episodes. And we not only did not see that here, but in various protests around the country, in reference to this case, we did not see that as well. And as a career uh, law enforcement, I mean, or like a, a, a legal authority, you you had to be very gratified with the way people handled a very difficult situation. No, I was I was gratified indeed. I think that's uh, fairly stated, Chip. You know. Uh, with respect to 
preparing the public for how shocking the video might be. I think that, you know, Chief Davis really was doing the bulk of that. I was a little bit more measured in my comments about characterizing the videos. I think I need to be as the prosecutor in the case. But to your larger point, yeah, I was uh, very pleased and gratified by the peaceful response, not only in Memphis, but around the nation. And I think large part of that credit goes to um, Tyree Nichols' mother, Mrs. Wells, right. who, you know, was very eloquent in calling for protest, but peaceful protest in response to what they made see once the video was released. Now you have stated, and, and just for the record, uh, this investigation is not over yet. There's still a lot of questions uh, in reference to you know some of the things that happened on site there. Uh, it is fair to say that this investigation is still active and ongoing? Absolutely, this is an ongoing investigation. So uh, we're not prepared to close anything just yet. Six officers uh, total have been um, have been fired from the uh, Memphis Police Department. do you see, um, as, as we and, and we heard last week, of course, now that there are seven additional officers uh, that were somehow connected uh, to this uh, that are under administrative review? We've not heard anything additional with that. Are you privy to tell us uh, in terms of what you know about that, uh, if anything, uh, where that investigation might go and might, might it lead uh, to your office? Don't have details at the moment about the exact status of the investigation. Of course, that's the role of the city of Memphis and the Memphis Police Department. You know, I will say again that whatever charges or uh, actions, administrative actions have occurred already or are going to occur, that does not necessarily preclude any uh, charges coming forth from our office later on, nor does it guarantee that any charges will come forth. There are separate investigations with separate standards of proof. And I, you know, I probably should have mentioned when I was giving credit for uh, people who were, you know, helping with a peaceful response to the release of the video. I would be remiss if I didn't also mention the local NAACP, yes. whose uh, head is, I think, going to be on your show a little bit later. And I also did, thought did a great job. So uh, you mentioned last week or a couple of days ago that uh, in reference to the uh, five uh, fired police officers, uh, you're going to have to now open up uh, some of the prior cases that may have been involved in. Talk a little bit about that and, and what you'd be looking for in terms of doing that. Yeah, we've made the decision to proactively go back and look at every case uh, in which any of the five officers that we charged were involved in, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Officer Hemphill. And uh, just, you know, take a second look at those cases uh, just to make sure there weren't any uh, problems that would cause us to have to revisit the results in those cases. Now, in addition to those cases, if there are specific cases uh, involving the larger Scorpion unit or other elements of the Memphis Police Department or Sheriff's Department for that matter, that people have credible evidence to suggest that there may have been uh, police abuse that might you know undermine our confidence in the justness of the disposition in that case well they can send us that information and we'll be happy to look at what they have can you tell us uh, if the uh tbi has finished their investigation uh in, in, into this or, or is it still ongoing for them as well tbi investigation is still ongoing okay 
So we still have a lot of questions uh, to uh, to be answered in this case, and uh, it, it's going to continue on for a while. Uh, but uh, listen, I want to thank you for coming on. I know you're busy, and and uh, and I apologize again for the technical uh, issues that we had. But uh, I'm so happy that uh, you took some time to come uh, and visit with us uh, this evening. Again, a great job, uh, you know, in in handling uh, what has been an extraordinarily difficult situation uh, for so many of us uh, here in our city. Uh, thank you, uh, DA Monroe, for coming on the show tonight. I, I truly appreciate it. Well, thank you for the kind words. I was happy to do it. I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. Take care and have a good night. All right. Thank you. You too. Uh, District Attorney uh, Steve Mulroy, uh gracious enough to join us uh, this evening uh, and, uh, you know, basically said, look, this investigation is far from over. We still have uh, some issues that we're going to have to deal with and uh, we are going to, to do just that. Now, uh, I don't know. Van is still Van is on with us right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue right this conversation uh, and right talking right into him. Van Turner, ladies and gentlemen, is an attorney. And he is the president of the local chapter of the uh, NAACP Memphis branch. Uh, Van, are you there? Van, can you hear us? Oh, yes, sir. I'm here. Can hey, man. Hear? It, thank you again, uh, you know, for bearing with us uh, tonight. And, and thank you for being here tonight. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. No, so, thank you. No. I appreciate uh, the invitation. Yeah. Uh, anytime, anytime. So listen, you, you all have played a, a pretty active role uh, in the uh, Tyree Nichols uh, investigation. Uh, you've been watching it very, very closely. And, uh, you know, as you have said on, on many national platforms uh, in this country, it's all about uh, justice for Tyree. Uh, as uh, this uh, investigation continues to move forward, uh, and, of course, we heard now that there are seven additional officers uh, that may have been involved uh, in this. And, and, and having said all of that, uh, while we are waiting uh, for whatever the police department does administratively to these individuals, uh, is, this, uh, is this sort of further leading uh, us in a direction uh, in your organization specifically in what justice looks like for Tyree Nichols? Yes, absolutely. I think... We need to get down to the bottom of what happened. Everyone involved needs to be brought to justice. And we need to make sure we do all that we can to prevent this from occurring in the future. Obviously, in order to seek true justice, we have to have accountability, we have to have transparency, and we have to have change from the bottom up and the top down. So we have to root out this culture that allows officers to feel that they can do something like this and nothing will happen to them, nothing will occur. Cameras are on, they know what they're doing is wrong, yet they continue to do it. So hopefully this is the start of the change. And as I've said in many, many instances, this is not a condemnation of all officers. Right. We, what we do is want to root out the bad officers and we want to support the good officers because there's plenty of work to do here in the city as it relates to public safety and crime. As uh, each day uh, goes by, we are hearing uh, and now we're seeing some of the public records, uh, uh, the personnel records of the six now, six officers that have been dismissed from the Memphis Police Department. And uh, some of the officers in particular um, passed, uh, uh, passed uh, you know, uh, cases and things that they've been involved in are pretty troubling uh, in terms of, uh, you know, some of the disciplinary actions and things that have happened. Uh, there is a $5 million uh, 
federal lawsuit that has been filed by an individual, 22 years of age, uh, who said that he had uh, an encounter with this uh, former Scorpion unit and all five of these uh, individuals. When you hear something like that, uh, and you and you and you hear you know some of his stories, and you see some of, uh, of the injuries that he had. Uh, what goes through your mind? I mean, it's just horrible. Obviously, detecting this individual earlier could have prevented the death of Tyree Nichols. Mm-hmm. So here we are dealing with an individual who should have been reprimanded, suspended, and terminated way before he encountered. Tyree Nichols on the night of January the 7th. That's a problem with the system. That's a problem that has to be resolved. We have to rid the police force and the sheriff's department of these bad officers because it gives the good officers a bad name. It contributes and perpetuates this type of toxic behavior that's not good for law enforcement and it's not good for the community. And we have to build back the trust. And we don't build back the trust by moving officers from department to department, from one unit to the next unit, from one office to the next office. We have to make sure that what we're doing is in the best interest of the community. So when we see officers who have shown a a a, a who have shown that they are prone to commit these kinds of violent acts. We have to make sure that they're reprimanded and that they're taken off the force before they can help, before they can hurt another individual. Now, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. So we're seeing these lawsuits come out now. But in one instance, one guy had complained and there was no response. And yet two or three days later, we see what happens. We see what happened to Tyree Nichols. So we have to act a lot earlier in order to catch these officers before they go out and they do what was done to Nichols. There have been a lot of questions uh, directed at uh, Chief Davis uh, in reference to uh, the internal workings, you know, of of, uh, of of the police force, and in reference to what what you were saying, um, people are wanting to know about the culture. The mayor has asked for two. Uh, outside independent entities, uh, you know, one of them you know, from the federal government uh, to take a look, a closer look uh, at uh, this agency, uh, the police department, uh, and, and and taking into account uh, some of these, as you said, some of these issues that happened before uh, the tragic death of Tyree Nichols that were not addressed uh, beforehand. And then I heard you say something the other day that I thought was um, a, a pretty pretty right on in reference to something I thought was really ludicrous uh, a uh, lawmaker out of Lebanon Tennessee uh, he wants to file a bill that basically will take you know we have uh, uh, civilian law review uh, boards right club here and um, which is a civilian oversight uh, to be able to to watch and monitor what the police department is doing be able to ask questions be able to you know kind of dig into things a little bit he wants to remove that provision altogether. Doesn't think the public has a right to know anything, and that the police department can uh, can monitor themselves. What say you about this? Man, I, I can't. I couldn't believe it. So we have the police policing themselves, mm-hmm. and that's something that cannot stand. And this legislation is definitely headed in the wrong direction. The Tyree Nichols case was mentioned at the State of the State address. It was mentioned at the State of the Union address. Yes. 
Several legislators have sent us their thoughts and their prayers, but where's the action? In fact, there's no action to promote trust, to promote policies which will prevent another case of Tyree Nichols occurring in the future. We see the policies going back the other way. The Citizen Law Enforcement Review Board is the citizen's voice, is the citizen's input over law enforcement and with law enforcement. A strong curb makes law enforcement better and it strengthens the connection between law enforcement and the community. So to undo CLERB, to, to lessen its impact, its strength is definitely headed in the wrong direction. We are doing the exact opposite thing to prevent another case of Tyree Nichols from happening in the future. And it's unbelievable. It really is. They uh, have asked CLERB, uh, they meaning CLERB have asked for $1.5 million from the city council uh, to be able to, you know, strengthen themselves uh, internally as an organization and actually create a staff and and do things, uh, you know, that will put some teeth into what all of this is about. But but there really is something uh, very odd about the fact that uh, the legislators, uh, not all of them, but but uh, some of them up in Nashville, uh, want to cut the legs off from the citizens' uh, involvement in all of this. And I, as an organization, uh, you know, who's who who is dedicated, uh, you know, to human rights and to making sure that things are as they should be in our society. How do we move forward, man? You know, this is the big question that everybody wants to ask. And you said it a little while ago. Uh, how do we rebuild the trust that has been completely shattered uh, by a few bad apples inside the Memphis Police Department with the community? How do, how, do, how do we fix this? Well, it's a long process. So this past Sunday, yesterday, the NAACP celebrated 114 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was our founding day, February 12, 1909. And so we know that a struggle is something that is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You hear several folks talk who marched with King and who worked in the 60s and 70s. It took time. It took it took a decade. You know, it took four and five years. We're still working on things now, which were things that folks were fighting over in the 60s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. So we can't lose hope. We know that crime and public safety is an issue here in our town. So, and as a commissioner, I can tell you firsthand, the citizens of Memphis and Shelby County want good law enforcement patrolling and serving and protecting their communities. They just don't want those law enforcement officers to hurt, maim, and kill their babies, their sons, their daughters, Mm -hmm. if they're innocent. So what we have to do is to focus on the policy, whether Chief Davis stays or leaves, no matter who is in place, who's in charge, the policies are put in place to transcend administrations and leadership. That's why the focus has to be on the policy, duty to intervene, duty to render aid, duty to de-escalate. We have to codify it. We have to drill it. We have to train it. Mm-hmm. It has to be procedure. Mm-hmm. Duty not to harm a fleeing suspect if that suspect is not going to harm himself or others. Mm-hmm. So we, we just have to drill down and, and have to focus on these policies. And we have to show the community that we're sincere and serious about pushing these policies forward and effectuating these policies in the best way possible. 
And I guarantee you, you would have the community support if we do that in fighting crime, in assisting law enforcement, and in joining with uh, police and, and others to make sure that we have safe communities. But we have to, we can't give up on it, and we have to focus in on the policy. Van Turner, uh, president of uh, the local chapter of the NAACP. Uh, thank you for all you do uh, as a as a as an organization, and uh, thank you for uh, what you do to keep fighting for the rights of of our people in this community. Thank you so much for taking time to come on and speak with us tonight. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Chip. My pleasure. All right, man. Take care. Have a great night. I'll be talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. All Looking right. forward to it. Th- thank you very much, Van Turner, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, for joining joining us uh, this evening. Uh, had some very direct words uh, for uh, how we move forward uh, in our city. Uh, we're going to take uh, one uh, final quick break, and when we come back, uh, uh, we have another guest we're going to talk to, and uh, uh, she's going to talk about something maybe many of you have never heard of. It's called My Sister's Keepers. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Quick break. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from Cushman and Wakefield Commercial Advisors. They have provided client-driven commercial real estate solutions throughout the U.S. since 1991. More information at CushmanWakefield.com. Are you interested in sponsoring the show and want to support WYXR at the same time? To find out how, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening, and uh, we're rounding third and headed for home, and my next guest is uh, someone uh, who uh, is uh, cares about other folks uh, in particular, uh, and uh, she is the director of social determinants, health, and wellness uh, over at the Methodist uh, Labana Methodist uh, University Hospital. Uh, now. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm really bad with pronouncing names, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm out of res- out of respect for her. Uh, I'm going to give this a try. And uh, her first name is Sandra. That's pretty easy. Uh, but it's Matabanu is is her last name. Did I get it? Did I mess it up too bad? No, you did great. I appreciate you. And listen, I thank you so much for coming on Real Talk Memphis tonight. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you. And nice it, to see you. And it's good, and it's good to have you here. And and uh, before we get too too far into this, uh, 
My Sister's Keeper initiative. Uh, that uh, in and of itself uh, uh, says a lot. But explain to us what that initiative is all about. My Sister's Keeper is a Methodist Logona Healthcare initiative that is committed to improving the health and well-being of Black women through education, empowerment, and advocacy. Black women make up the largest subpopulation in Shelby County, mm-hmm. about 30%. Yet, they're not always included in the issues that directly impact the Black community. So Methodist Healthcare is committed to addressing health equity and access to care. For us, it is crucial that we involve and engage Black women in opportunities that positively impact the health and wellness of our community in this region. You said that, uh, you know, really for black women, uh, you know, they're, they're the highest uh, number in terms of population, but really don't have uh, that, that support and that encouragement. How do you how do you go about doing that? I mean, this is a very big deal and it's a very important issue, you know, especially for our beautiful black women. How do you go about uh, the support and encouragement that uh, that my sister's keepers uh, tries to offer? So we address these issues by providing health needs education because black women have higher instances of heart diseases, breast cancer, and cervical cancer, mental health challenges, among other things. So we know it's important for black women to commit. So that's why we are convening My Sister's Keeper in which we have kitchen table and we have people coming to provide a whole lot of education we create a safe space for candid and vulnerable conversation that people just don't have anywhere so people come together in my sister's keeper and they listen to experts and they're able to go away with concrete information about their health through this initiative women can build relationship with one another Mm -hmm. and as you know having a broad support system helps us to learn and connect with each other you're absolutely right about that. And, uh, you know, in, in terms of that su- to support and that connectivity that goes along with that, you know, you're right. There are there are a lot of people who may have uh, various challenges, uh, whether they be health, whether they be mental, whether they be other, uh, that maybe don't feel like there are enough resources out there to really uh, be able to address some of these issues. So um, what 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 made you decide to, to do this in the first place? I mean, how did this come about? Because this is extraordinarily important, I think, what you're, what you're talking about and what you're doing. Like I said, this is our fifth annual uh, summit. The so fifth. we've been doing the, yes, right. this is the fifth oh, one. Okay. We've been doing this year after year and people log in from all, and this time, this time around is virtual, it's free. Everybody or anybody can join and listen to all these uh, presentations. And it is very important for all uh, everyone to join, especially Black women and anybody that supports Black women. So for this summit, the uh, theme for this year is Living on the Front Lines, Stories of Trial and Triumph from Black Women's Perspective. Mm. And this will also bother on the post-pandemic physical, mental, and financial health challenges and stories of perseverance, loss, and courage that people went through. 
uh, during the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, we will have um, somebody called Yolanda, an overnight certified nursing assistant at Laguana who suffers from asthma. She's gonna tell her life stories of what happened and how she's dealing with long haul COVID since May 2022. And I know there are a lot of people that will benefit from that experience. We will also have a medical expert that will talk about the lasting effects of COVID, especially on those with pre-existing condition. Yeah, we will have yes. This is uh, this is really uh, this is really important stuff. And you're talking about COVID set us all back about two and a half years now, and folks are now starting to come trying to come back in various ways. And you, and you talk about many people who have contracted COVID, who have long COVID, who are trying to deal with. And I would imagine that uh, each and every year that you do this, and this is year number five, as you stated earlier, uh, that more and more women are getting involved in this process. More and more women are are are, are, are trusting and benefiting from uh, some of the uh, valuable and useful information that you all provide uh, at these uh, at these uh, seminars? Yes. And you know, women hold very important positions in our communities and also in our homes. Like we always say, when you give an information to a woman, you disseminate the information to the whole world. So a lot of women come there in leadership positions. Some are also the matriarchs of their homes. So they come here and they listen. We have experts that will be talking about mental health issues. They'll be talking about financial issues. There was Erica Blair who lost the mother during COVID. She didn't, she wasn't prepared for this loss. But most importantly, she didn't even know how to take care of the mother's estate financially. These are some of the things we'll be discussing during this process. So people, will, everyone that comes today will take away something that will, they will go home and implement in their homes or in their workplaces. And this is a very important program that you don't want to miss. Uh, finally, I'll ask a simple question before I ask you how folks can uh, get in touch with you who want to uh, participate in all of this. Uh, this must be extraordinarily rewarding for you, uh, you know, as someone, uh, you know, who's leading this effort and who's very involved in this effort. Uh, there has to be extraordinarily gratification, extraordinarily extraordinary gratification uh, especially from uh, some of the women that you have dealt with that said oh thank you so much for having this you have helped me in ways uh, and these other women who are involved in this have helped me in ways that I never thought possible yes this is very rewarding not just for me but for the entire Methodist Labona Healthcare where we take care of patients clients our family members, our own associate, not only inside the hospital, but outside the walls of the hospital, in our communities. This is one of the initiatives that we are talking about. We have plethora of initiatives uh, on the Methodist Labona Healthcare System mm. that we take care of mental health needs, we take care of adverse childhood experiences, we take care of social determinants of health, which are conditions that impact where people live, where people learn, where people worship. So things like housing, transportation, yeah. and all those issues. Methodist Lavona Healthcare is very much involved 
in things that impact our community. We have a lot of partners in the community. We don't do this alone. We have a lot of partners sure. that we work with sure. because we cannot do this alone. So we get others get involved and we all help our community. Before I let you go, uh, let folks know how they can be a part of this. Visit msk2023.eventbrite.com. There is no cost to register. Just gather your friends, gather everybody, your family members, and watch virtually. It's free. All Black women are invited to attend. And anyone that has concern about the health and wellness of our Black community can join, too. Well, amen to what you do. Thank you for what you do. And, uh, you know, we hope that uh, this year uh, is going to be bigger and better than ever. Uh, Sandra, uh, Mata Bonwu, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate you. And best of luck uh, in the future. And, hey, come back and visit us anytime. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great evening. You too. Take care. You too. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as uh, that's a great way to wrap up the broadcast tonight. Uh, and I hope that uh, you all, especially you ladies out there, take advantage of, uh, of uh, what Sandra was talking about. It sounds like an absolutely amazing uh, event. So, we had a little bit of an issue at the beginning of the show tonight, technically. But you know what? We have good people around here at WYXR. And uh, our operations manager, Shelby, came came back to the studio to help us out and get us up and moving tonight. And I, and I, and I, I love you, and I, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I, yeah, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, yes, absolutely that. So uh, I hope that you all enjoyed the show. We managed to get all three interviews in here tonight. So uh, my great thanks to to um, uh, Shelby County District Attorney Steve Morroy. And as Brent plays us out uh, and, and we head off and, and move into the sunset or the sun night this evening or the evening, uh, thank you all. Uh, for, for joining us uh, uh, Van Turner thank you for being here and of course Sandra for being here as well and you all for hanging in there with us tonight I really appreciate you I see the Facebook line uh, is, is growing a little bit tonight as well Jackie Woods Webb is listening to us from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, she left us here in Memphis, and she's up there in Chicago. I see you, Jackie. It's good to see you, uh, and I hope everything is going well. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. And I appreciate uh, you all telling folks, and you all at least giving us a chance. Uh, just tune in and give us a chance. If you've never done this before, if you've never watched this or listened to us in any form, please do. Uh, we are always uh, looking uh, to uh, inform our public uh, and, uh, you know, encourage you in ways, uh, in whatever way we can. I appreciate more than you know uh, the support that uh, this show is starting to get, not only here in Memphis, but uh, maybe even around the country. So uh, for Bren and for Nicole, for Shelby, I'm Chip. Uh, God bless each and every one of you. Keep watching and keep supporting and keep encouraging us here at Real Talk Memphis. Until next time, I'm Chip, and we're out. See you later.